And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Yes, on today's show, I've asked Cindy to join me. Now, who is Cindy? Cindy is a Lifestyles Unlimited Realty teammate. Yeah, she is somebody who has a realtor's license. She's been a realtor since 2008. She kind of knows what she's doing when it comes to transacting property. And we're really fortunate at Lifestyles Unlimited to have her on our team because what Cindy does for Lifestyles Unlimited is she takes care of the great state of Tennessee. What does that mean? Does that mean she's the governor or something? No, that's, that's not what it means. What it means is that she has responsibility for helping me as a Lifestyles Unlimited member get access to some great assets that will help me flourish my portfolio. It's as simple as that. But on today's show, what we're going to do is we're going to get into the personal side of Cindy. I want you to understand who's on the other side of the table. Now, when you, when you get to know the Lifestyles Unlimited Realty teammates, you find out that they're, they're people just like you. They put on their pants the same way, provided they wear pants. And at the end of the day, they are dedicated to helping you achieve the results you're trying to achieve. So with no further ado, let me do this. Let me bring Cindy onto the show. I want you to get to know her. And more importantly, I want you to understand who she is as a person, because you're going to understand that when she's a member of your team, things are going to change dramatically in your favor. So welcome to the show, Cindy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm, I'm having a blast. I'm just, I'm just super excited to get to talk to you for a change. And it's not on the telephone. It's, it's like over the live airways. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Great. It's great. Yeah, that makes, that makes you nervous as all get out, doesn't it? <laughs> it's okay. That's all right. We're just going to have some fun because what I want to do is I want to get to know you. I want to get to understand who you are as a person. And to me, that's important because that creates a relationship between the two of us. And, and essentially what you and I are going to do, Cindy, is we're going to model for our listeners how you create relationships with real estate agents so that those real estate agents can provide you the data and the, the properties that you need so that you can, well, retire yourself. It's as simple as that. So as a new investor to the Nashville market or the Memphis market or any, any market in Tennessee as, as a Texan, what's the first thing I need to know about those markets that's different from what I'm used to? Well, I think just understanding our demographics in and of itself is, is important. So I, I would look at showing the differences in our two States, um, and and getting them acclimated to those differences just in the geography, uh, the population, the demographics, the the corporations that are here, and what draws that um, that rental market. Um, it's a little different. Um, I I've used this analogy a hundred times that. 20 miles takes 20 minutes here, 
whereas 20 miles might take two hours there. So there's a, a big a big difference. Um, a lot of people try to, oh, I can't buy a property unless there's a, a Starbucks or a 7-Eleven or whatever. And that's not necessarily something that is relevant here. So just drawing out the differences in what makes our market tick different than what makes you know what what happens in an, in a different market or in Texas, so that that's probably foremost the most important thing because there are so many differences. Yeah, I'm, I'm essentially going into a different world. I mean, I I can't take mm-hmm. everything that I know about Texas and try and replicate it in Tennessee because it just may not work, right? Exactly, and, and exactly, and I've lived in both places, so I. I'm very familiar <laughs> with with the differences, and so sometimes I can I can use the analogy of of a particular town. Now, when it comes to the the expenses associated with real estate, uh, the two expenses that we tend to pay right up front are taxes and insurance. Now, in Texas, we we've we've been kind of inundated. Those those costs have gone up because of natural disasters and, and other things that are affecting our markets. Is is mm-hmm. Tennessee as volatile when it comes to taxes and insurance, or are you guys a little bit more steady? No, we're we're very much uh, steadier, more steady than than the the insurance increase and tax increase that you all have experienced. And we do have tornadoes, but those tornadoes are, are so few and far between it's, and we're landlocked. So we don't have the natural disasters and our taxes, um, again, are, they're assessed on a four to six year cycle, depending on the, on the county. So Cindy, Tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I understand you used to be a Texan and you left Texas for the great state of Tennessee. Did you grow up in Texas? I did. So I was I was an Army brat. So I was born here in uh, in the state of Tennessee. Moved to um, Texas as oh probably six years, seven years old, and then moved back here about. 20 years ago, but I'm not going to tell you more than that because then I'll have to divulge my age. (laughs) Yeah, we can't do that on the air because that would be a big no-no. That's a big radio no-no. All right. So so you you have foundations in both Texas and and Tennessee. You know those markets pretty well. So I think when, when I'm asking you comparison questions about the markets you're you're an excellent source of knowledge for me. Is, is, Is that a fair statement? I think that's a very nice statement, yes. Now, you've, you've owned a real estate license since 2008. What, what caused you to go out and get that license? So, funny enough, I used to um, buy and sell, build homes for fun. So, I um, got my license so that I could do that and kind of played around with it. But I, my real job was in the corporate world and then I retired my license for a few years and then to just to focus on my corporate job and then pulled it out of retirement and um, got back into to real estate when I got tired of the corporate world just because of the hours and the demand and 
wanted to, in the back of my mind, I knew I wanted to diversify my income and and invest in real estate. And what better way to do it if you're already in the industry? You have privy to a lot of a lot of information or properties that um, otherwise people may not, you know have available to them from the public side. I think your dog is excited about the fact that you get some insider information in real estate. I I just hear him going off in the background. (laughs) He's having a blast. So since we're on this concept of insider information, is there really Mm -hmm. any insider information when it comes to real estate or does all that stuff really just happen in the stock market? Well, we, I would say there are some insider information, uh, ways of when I say that it's ways of finding the properties that you wouldn't necessarily have available to you. So if you're out looking for a property, I'm probably going to be able to find the same property that you're looking for or a property that type of property you're looking for much quicker. And that's, and, and I've done that. And that's how I found some of my properties that I, have owned and sold. I I think it's real important to point out that you use your time specifically in the the focus of trying to transact properties. So you have to find assets, you have to link them up with people that will either buy them or choose to sell them, and then you have to make that transaction occur. So that's what Mm -hmm. you do on a day-to-day basis. That is not what I do on a day-to-day basis. So the skill set that you bring to the table is is invaluable to a guy like me because you've got your fingers in a lot of different places that I would like to have my fingers in, but I don't even know how to do it. Right, right. Yeah, we just, we're, we live it every day, so we know what's out there, just like, you know, any other industry. We're, we, we make it our business and our job to know what's going on. Do you work with wholesalers? We do. We we have a number of wholesalers that, um, and they have their ways of finding those off market properties. And we've befriended them, and they will call us and let us know what they've got coming, and that gives us the opportunity to match that property with with a particular buyer that um, that's looking for that that model or that renovated from a full renovation to lightly renovated it's make ready whatever it's you know it it helps us match uh, quicker than quicker than you would be able to in in, when you're looking no i I get that 100 percent. so let me let me ask you a question um because i i like to use a real estate agent when i'm working with wholesalers mainly because it it puts that that layer between me and that wholesaler because again i'm an emotional guy when it comes to to buying and selling property so i really need somebody like you on my team to take the emotion out of it for me but Mm -hmm. if if i'm looking for assets that will provide me, say, um, an 8% cash-on-cash return, and it would give me the potential to double my cash investment into the assets. In other words, let's say I put $25,000 into the asset, but I'd like to capture at least $25,000 of equity. 
in in the property does does any place in Tennessee give me the the potential to find a property that would do that for me? Oh sure, yeah, we have a lot of uh, um, properties in different areas that that would match that uh, criteria, and so if you were to call me or one of one of the agents with that specific goal, that would be our target. So we would we would seek out and search out and and it's not always just waiting for the wholesaler or the other broker to call us. We are we are calling them looking specifically for for a property or even we've gone as far as just driving into those areas knowing that there's a that type of property there and searching searching the the owner to see if they'll they'll sell so you have different ways to go out and create the asset availability for me ways that i couldn't even do myself oh yeah sure absolutely and, and it boils down to the relationships that you have as, as a licensed real estate agent. You're making relationships with owners of property, relationships with buyers of property, relationships with wholesalers. You're making relationships with all kinds of people, and I just have to make a relationship with you. We come back from the break. More in Cindy's mind. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. We went from 100% live to 100% virtual. And you know the funny thing is, is that nobody wants to go back to work now that work from home, right? So now my members are like, well, Dell, we want to keep those virtual things open because now I know all the people in Miami and I know all the people in Chicago. I know all the people now know each other from all over the country because of these virtual events. The free workshop, How to Retire in Five Years or Less, is online. Go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by Cindy, and together we are working on your financial freedom. And what I want you to understand in this segment is that Cindy is not only a licensed real estate agent, she is also an investor. You heard me correctly. She's also just like me. She owns real estate. She has bought real estate specifically to put into her portfolio because she, too, is working on a thing called retirement, just like you are. So, Cindy, talk to me about all of this real estate that you have. Now, you, you own single family and you also own multifamily assets. I um, when I joined Lifestyles, I had um, already purchased a single family home because I wanted to diversify my income, but wasn't really sure. Which sounds ironic, but I wasn't really sure how to build on that. So I came across Lifestyles and I joined. And I thought the best way to do that was to dive in and become a passive investor. So I went into five investment properties uh, passively and then thought, well, shoot, if they can do it, I can do it. So I, I bought a quad and um, managed that myself, both of them myself, and um, then 
sold those both of those properties almost back to back about a month apart from each other and pretty much doubled my money because I hit the market at, at the at a great time and I put those funds into two larger multifamily properties. So now I have two multifamily properties. Did did you own yourself? Did I own myself? Yes. So you're an independent rental operator. Yes, I am. That's I amazing. Am. And and this is what I want the audience to understand. Cindy is not a typical real estate agent. Cindy is an investor. She understands the investor mindset. Don't you think that that would make a significant difference in your ability to transact properties if you had Cindy on your team? Cindy, you don't have to answer that question. I'm actually talking to the audience. And I think I'm looking out there and I'm seeing their heads nodding up and down. I think it's very important to have a realtor on my team that also understands the ownership side of real estate, specifically because you understand the nuances that I'm going through and you probably have a, a better sensitivity to how I'm working my way through the transaction because you've been there, done that yourself, correct? Right. Yeah. So I've, I experience all those and have experienced all those, those nerves that is this the right thing do i do this do i do that or is this about to happen um vacant units to leasing units to on the purchase side does this investment make sense so you know is this the time to sell do i hold on to it longer all those things i the, all those things run through my head and so when i'm looking for a property and and for a, a member the first thing that comes across my head is, would I buy this property? So if I wouldn't buy it, may not necessarily we may not necessarily have the same criteria. So it's not so much that as would I buy that property because it's a good investment. So that's that's important to me. So anyone who works with me and and any of my agents from that standpoint, I I really focus on not just selling any property. It's selling a property that makes sense for what you need or want so that you can achieve your goals, right? Yeah. It's it's like having a second set of eyes on the transaction. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think that that's huge. That is huge to me because you might pick up on things that maybe I don't pick up on from an owner's perspective that a typical real estate agent that doesn't necessarily own property may not pick up on. Right. And so I do consider us a team when we're working together. So I, um, again, I'm looking out for those things that I would be looking for. And, and I know the area very well. So that's, you know, I'm able to, to tell you yes or no, or, and, and I have, I have told people, people before this is probably not the property for you but let's keep looking and we'll find it because that's more important it's kind of like a, a a sixth sense to you yeah 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 that, that's huge that's huge to have on your team i mean that's that's amazing so let me let me just change gears on you a little bit here 
How is the the strength of the single family market in in Tennessee as a whole? I mean, are are you guys what what kind of inventory are you guys seeing? Are you dealing with the same lack of inventory the rest of the country is dealing with, or are you more of a balanced market? So our inventory is down, just like you know everybody else in the entire world probably, but um, we are coming up with ways or different ways to get those properties. So we may have depended on the MLS previously. Now we're we're looking beyond the wholesalers and identifying properties and and finding the the owners. Or so it's just a it's just different a different uh, avenue that we've we've had to be creative because of that. Um, you know the the interest rates and inventory both have have caused uh, or, or the interest rates going up higher I should say have have caused the uh, inventory to go down, but it's not necessarily that our buyer market has gone down. So that's just caused that that need to be more creative in, in searching out the properties. How big of a property did you buy for your first multifamily asset? My first multifamily was eight units. It was operated by a, a small local group in that town that um, that had them and was ready to sell. I paid a hundred and twenty-five a door, and the going rate in that particular town was about one thirty-five. Wow! So, so you bought it ten thousand per door under market? I did, I did, and then, and that was at that time, and that was uh, two, two or three years ago, and now it's about one forty-five to one forty-eight a door in that area. How are you doing on the rents? So this is a funny story. I are are lucky for me. Um, the rents were going. The the current leases that were in place when I purchased the property, they were eight hundred and eight fifty, and when I bought the property as the leases renewed, I jumped them up to eleven hundred. That's a so, pretty significant increase. Right, right. It was. Um, but that was the for that type of property, that was the rate. And um, I thought, well, I'll just take my time, but I want to get the right renters in and be at the be at market. And so I, I did it. Funny enough, I didn't even have to. It takes me about um, three or four days to to lease. So the demand is so high there that I, I don't have any any problems, and now we're up to 1200 a unit. According to Mr. Calculator here, you've made a lot of money, Cindy. Are you aware of that? <laughs> I, I am, <laughs> and it does excite me. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just running some, some quick math here, and I'm, I'm thinking you've, you've easily picked up an extra $160,000 in, in equity in those assets, and, and I'm not even using your, your specific numbers. I'm just using guesstimate numbers. Numbers. I think that's an amazing result. How, how long have you owned that property? I've owned my eight unit for, it's, it, I'm going on three years. Three years. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty amazing. Now, is this, now, the other property, how big is the other property? So my newer, or 
the newer of the purchases, I guess, um, is 18 units, and I bought it year and a half ago. It was about a, about a six to eight, about an eight month diff, uh, time span between the first property and the second property. So um, I'm now at did, two years on that one. Was was did, was that because you had to wait six months to buy another property because the lender wouldn't let you go buy another property, or is that just because you didn't find that property for six months? So I came across this property. Um, it was off market. Again, I just was talking with another broker. Um, he mentioned that he had one that was going to come on the market, but needed to get a contract on it quickly. And so I I, I did it. I jumped in and, and went ahead and sent in the, you know, my offer and the the developer that owned the whole area out there asked if I would wait and um, because he wasn't ready to sell. And, and I said, sure, as long as I can maintain my contract, we just extend the close date, which we did. And lo and behold, COVID hit, prices skyrocketed, but I was locked in at that lower rate. And so I walked into even more equity on this one, so much so that I was offered well into six figures if I would walk away from the contract. Really? So somebody was willing to offer you six figures just to walk away, and you, you wouldn't even had to own the property. You just made money just by having a contract? Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. What did you pay per door on that property? I'm curious. So on this one, I paid in a different town, but just as strong of rental market. I paid one twenty-eight a door, and it the going rate right now is one forty-eight. Holy smokes! So, <laughs> yeah. my my yeah. brain just exploded on the air. I, I hope I didn't get uh, all your speakers messy, but so so essentially, you've got eighteen units. You you increased the value of those units twenty thousand per door. I did, I did, and that was right place, right time, and 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 willing to to hold off on closing for whatever reason the seller was wanting to wait, and it worked to my advantage. Well, Mr. Calculator is telling me that you made a cool $360,000 doing what you just described. How does that make you feel? Oh, I was excited. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm thinking excited is probably an understatement for how you really were feeling, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I knew, I knew I was walking into equity at the beginning, but then when I was offered cash not once but twice if i just wouldn't if i would just walk away i i really knew okay this this is this is a good thing so yeah and it it was the same it was a very similar circumstance it was you know not the same seller but very similar circumstance in that when i got uh, the property or bought the property the leases that were in place were a little under market, not not as significant as as the first property, 
but um, as the units turned, I I increased the rents, and I still the demand is so high that I I get calls often if if I have any units available. So it's, it's man, I'm just I'm just. I'm just sitting back in awe of you, Cindy, because I'm 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 realizing that you've you've essentially bought 26 units over the past three years. Those 26 units have made you well over a half a million dollars in equity growth. I'm sure they're providing great cash flow for you, and I'm sure they've made a difference in your life. Oh, 100 percent made a difference in my life. I um, I could definitely live off that off the income that I'm making. So you're real estate retired. I love that. Cindy, you've just announced to the world you're real estate retired. Congratulations. Welcome to this side of the table. We are so glad to have you. If you want to do what Cindy's doing, you want to do what I'm doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.